Good evening. Uh, can we hear me? Yeah, we can. Uh, let's call the order of the Planning Commission study session date for uh, set tw February 12th, 2024. The city strongly denounces hate speech and does not tolerate disruptive behavior in our meetings. Sunnyvale prides itself on the rich diversity of our residents. We are committed to creating a culture of belonging where all members of our diverse community feel included, safe, and respected. The Planning Commission meeting is considered a limited public forum, which means the commission can regulate the time, place, and manner of speech to prevent our meetings from being disrupted. This protects the rights of other speakers and ensures the commission can accomplish its business in a reasonably efficient manner. Speaker comments must be limited to the agenda item being considered by the Planning Commission. The presiding officer will make a determination as to whether a speaker's comment is related to an agenda item being considered by the commission. If a speaker does not comply, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order. The presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer, because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. Before we get started, I'd like to remind participants of some procedural items for the meeting. During the meeting, remote participants will remain muted when not speaking. If remote participants have a question or comment, please use the raise hand feature. Speakers will be called upon to speak one at a time. Members of the public may participate in person, online, or by telephone to provide public comment. Please submit a speaker card to the recording officer in person or use the raise hand feature online to request to speak. If you're on a telephone, that's star nine. Location and teleconference meeting details are available on the agenda. Captions are available to viewers accessing the meeting via Zoom. Captions can be displayed or hidden using the Show Captions button. Following the study session, the regular Planning Commission's meeting will begin at 7 p.m. We encourage the public to stay tuned to participate in the regular meeting. Recording officer, may we please have the roll call? Commissioner Cerrone? Chair Commissioner oh, Shuka? Oh. Present. Commissioner Davis. Oh, I gotta click the guy. Present. Commissioner Cerrone. Present. And Commissioner, I'm so sorry. Did I did I call on everybody? Commissioner Howard. Present. Okay. We have four commissioners present, and the absences of Chair Pine, Vice Chair Iglesias, and Commissioner Howe are excused. Uh, thank you. Uh Thank you. Okay. Uh, study session. Moving on to item, our next item, 23 dash 0271. Is there a staff presentation? Uh, yes, good evening. We have a staff presentation. This is yeah, applicant. So. Thank you. Good evening, Planning Commissioners. My name is Astha Vashisht. I'm project planner for this application, which is for redevelopment of an existing gas station at 898 East Fremont Avenue. Next slide, please. The project scope, it includes demolition of existing fuel canopy and auto service um, station and construction of a new one-story building, which will include close to 2,400 square feet of convenience store that will operate 24-7 and close to uh, 1,200 square feet of uh, takeout restaurant and around 4,400 square feet of fuel canopy, along with on and off-site improvements. 
The project scope requires a special development permit with planning commission review and the environmental review for the project, it's currently underway and it's being conducted by a third party environmental consultant, which was hired by the city. Next, please. So a little background about the site. Uh, the general plan designation is commercial. The zoning is neighborhood business with planned development overlay. There is an ongoing general plan amendment and rezoning application that includes the two sites that are south of this property, as well as the subject site is included in the study area. And the proposal is for conversion to allow residential land uses on these sites. Uh, this application we are looking at today is independent of the GPA and rezoning application, and it's not affected by it. The GPA uh, rezoning application is anticipated to go to City Council in early May this year. Next, please. So looking at the site context here, the site is located on the south west corner of the Fremont and South Wolf Road intersection. It's one block south of East El Camino and right across from Butcher's Corner, which is a mixed-use development with residential and some retail. Uh, the site also shares its west property line with a four-story condominium um, development. And on the south are the two sites that are proposed for GPN rezoning. Next, please. So looking at the site layout here, the applicants are proposing to retain the two driveway approaches, one on each of the street facade. The one-story building uh, is proposed towards the south corner and there's parking space next to it. Along the site, which is shared with the four-story condominium uh, development, the applicants have proposed a 10 feet wide landscape buffer with trees, screening trees. Uh, and the applicant has also worked closely with our solid waste specialist, uh, to meet the guidelines for trash collection and also to meet the circulation requirements for the garbage truck pickup. Um, next, please. Sorry, uh, if we can go back, I missed something. So besides uh, proposing on-site improvements, the applicants are also proposing a couple of uh, off-site improvements, and these include widening of South Wolf Road by six to seven feet, and they'll also propose a bike lane there. They're also proposing new sidewalks all along the frontage. They will, these will be 10 feet wide sidewalks with four feet wide planters. And they will be proposing street light as well as seven street trees. They're also proposing upgrade to the traffic signal and the curb. Um, and they'll also be repaving half of the Fremont Avenue street along the frontage and doing um, slurry seal on that. Um, next, please. So here's a look at the proposed architecture style. It can be considered contemporary. It has a mix of different uh, material, including stone, siding, stucco, aluminum storefront with dark bronze finish. They're also using decorative bands to articulate the facade and decorative uh, brackets, as well as projecting eaves to add visual interest. Next, please. Here's looking at the elevation that will be facing South Wolf Road, and this will be the main entrance to the takeout restaurant. Next, please. So in total, the applicants are requesting three deviations. That's from the front head back to overall landscape area and landscaping frontage. Next, please. So a total of 11 parking spaces are required per the zoning code, and they're proposing 10. So they're requesting for a parking adjustment. Uh, based on the site 
configuration and also the use staff is generally supportive of the requested deviation and parking adjustment. Next, please. So on January uh, 10th, they uh, conducted a neighborhood outreach meeting and there were some concerns that were raised about the 24 seven operation of the convenience store about the increased traffic because of the redevelopment, the visual impact of the proposed trash enclosure and potential lighting overspill on the adjacent residential property. Next please. So finally, we are requesting your feedback today on the project and specifically we are requesting your feedback on the site design and the requested deviations. This concludes staff's presentation. Thank you and let us know if you have any questions. We have questions for staff. I'll start with Commissioner Davis and then Commissioner Cerrone after Commissioner Davis. Commissioner Davis, you have the floor. Thank you. Uh, I'm curious what the rationale is for widening Wolf Road even further. Um, if I, Okay, so first of all, I live very close to this. Um, it is outside of the 1,000 foot zone. So it wasn't um, outside the noticing zone, but I think it's something like 1,200 feet. Um, but Wolf Road is actually wider right there. It goes from three lanes to two lanes and it creates a very interesting race condition that makes it incredibly unsafe for pedestrians and bicyclists already as people try to race in and, and merge from three lanes to two lanes. Um, I, 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 what's the rationale for widening Wolf Road and making that even worse? Uh, so this was required as part of the Wolf Road corridor study. And um, I think the main um, rationale was to uh, add bike lane along that street. Okay. Yeah, but we can we can check with traffic and we can get back to you later about okay, it. Thank you. Thank you. And Commissioner Cerrone. Uh, thank you, uh, Chair. Um, so I have a, a few questions. The uh, so just out of curiosity, as mentioned in the presentation, the lot next door applied for a uh, conversion from commercial to residential land use. Uh, not that we can require it or maybe even want to, but could that have been done here? So this property is part of the uh, study area for that GPN rezoning. So it is a possibility, but we don't know at this point because that application is still under process. Okay. Um, and the uh, I assume the convenience store is where you pay for gas, right? Um. I, applicant is here. They can confirm, okay. but yeah. And I guess there's no, it looks like there's no car repair garage there. No. Um, so I, I have a question about the 10 parking spaces. Uh, are those enough? I'm curious how that was arrived at. Four of them are EV charging only, which is good. As someone who has an electric vehicle, I appreciate the ratio of EV charging to, um, you know, regular vehicles, but that leaves only six for non-EV cars. And there's a convenience store and a takeout restaurant. Um, uh, so, I mean, for one thing, for the EV, uh, to be honest, uh, it's a takeout restaurant, a convenience store. I don't think I would ever bother to plug my car in at this site because it doesn't seem like anybody would be there very long uh, to make it worthwhile. Maybe that's a separate issue, but uh, can people who live 
in uh, the future Butcher's Corner or the Wendy's residential site or whatever use these charging spaces? Um, Is that up to the owner? I, I think we can defer the question for them to confirm if it will be available for public. But for the parking ratio, uh, we, we based it on our zoning code uh, and the ratio is two and a half spaces per thousand square feet of takeout restaurant and then four spaces for retail. We also um, are okay with the parking adjustment because there is a fuel canopy and some of these people will also be parking at the pump and then coming over to get something. So in reality, there may be more spaces than just those 10 spots hmm. for people to come. Like Wendy's is a fast food restaurant. They have about, I counted about 25 parking spaces and they don't have gas or a convenience store mm -hmm. there. And uh, at least sometimes most of those seem to be filled, but, uh, uh, it, it seems likely that the cars would be randomly parking around there and potentially blocking the the uh, uh, the trash truck. I don't know. I, I have a concern about that. Thank you. Uh, is if this is uh, approved, is there anything to prevent the restaurant from adding seating outsides in front of it or even inside? So it is considered a takeout restaurant. So in the future, if they plan to add a restaurant, they'll have to go through the required planning review process, and then they'll have to meet the parking requirements. Okay. Um, there must be, uh, there must currently be underground fuel tanks. Maybe this is for the applicant, but there must be underground fuel tanks. Now I saw there's a location for new tanks installed on the east side of the building. Uh, so those are going to be, I guess the dug up and uh, and replaced by new uh, tanks. Um, it seems like those tanks leak all the time. Have there been any tests related to leakage from the? So at the time of building permit, uh, our Department of Public Safety will be reviewing that when they'll be temporarily closing those underground tanks, and that will be part of that. Plus. We also have will have a mitigation measure that requires them to provide a site management plan and health safety plan. And if needed, it would be reviewed by Santa Clara County's Department of Environmental Health. And um, you mentioned concern about the uh, about the lighting. Um, uh, isn't it possible to have uh, down facing lights, which is part of the bird safe design anyway? But uh, to mitigate that, is is it possible to put a condition in uh, for down-facing lights, which would illuminate the area for people there, but not be kind of in the face of people next to it? Yes. So we we are we will propose um, a condition of approval that requires them to provide us photometric plan that shows that there's no lighting overspill. We'll also require them to shield the lights so that there's no glare on the adjacent property or street. And uh, finally, following up on uh, Commissioner Davis's question about widening Wolf, um, a few years ago, as part of a uh, uh, advocacy for the El Camino Real specific plan, I conducted uh, walking tours of this particular corner. Uh, you know, walking around because because it was a node of, for the El Camino Real specific plan at the time, and uh, and. You know, based on the people who were attending that, I discovered that this crossing of Wolf there, that people in uh, in uh, wheelchairs and there wasn't or walkers could not make it across that 
street. Um, so widening it, and there's no uh, island or anything there, right? So widening it will make that only uh, more difficult for people uh, to get across there. I suppose if the light timing is adjusted, it could compensate for that. But I know that was an issue. And I thought I was picking the, you know, the crossing that was easiest on that corner, but it, it was still uh, not passable. So um, I, I think that's potentially a concern, especially if it's that much wider. Mm -hmm. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Cerrone. Commissioner Shukla. Thank you. I think uh, my my fellow commissioner asked about the question which I was interested. Which neighbors were concerned about the lightings? Which side of the neighbors? So, so there's one side on the west side is where they share the property line with the adjacent four-story condominium residence. Um, so, yeah, so I think probably I was just thinking maybe I'll ask the applicant about the design of the charging um, pump stations mm -hmm. because we, I mean, they all go with the same design with the overhead, like the lights completely illuminating the whole things. Right. And maybe I'll, uh, do we have any requirements for the design? I mean, is that a way that they can do neighborhood looking um, you know, like charging station or something. I'm going to ask to that applicant, but just curious that are there NR, NR, so, any laws, any codes which require certain heights and certain things? Yeah, so there are some design guidelines about the height of the lighting uh, poles and there's requirement about how much, like how much lighting can overspill and things like that and there should be no clear. But not directly about the gas station, but you can provide your suggestion to them. Because most of the time I feel that all these um, lots are very highly illuminated mm -hmm. because they are so tall. Right. And, um, you know, maybe we don't need to go that tall and can bring it down and have a different little typology, different type of gas station. So the lightings are only illuminated only on the, the area rather than completely the whole. But anyway, I'll ask to the applicant and maybe we should um, um, kind of, um, you know, kind of help them to like come, come up with a different design. But that's my idea. Thank okay. you. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Shukla. Uh, I'll just add that um, for, for, for the lighting, I would, I would suggest looking at dark sky lighting uh, on the applicant's part might be a good way to really, really, really reassure neighbors that like, oh, we're we're doing we're we're doing top notch, and it's going along with some standards that are coming out the city city level. With that, if there's no more applicant uh, or commissioner comments, if there's an applicant presentation, we welcome you to share it with us. Uh, I believe you have ten minutes. That the, uh... <clears throat> Good evening. Uh, my name is Muthani Ibrahim. I'm with MI Architects Inc. And um, appreciate being here, reviewing the project with you. Uh, we've been working with staff uh, for uh, approximately three, four years on this project. And I heard the question that you have, and I'm going to try my best to go over them. And I'm going to start with the lighting uh, on site. Um, can I get the lighting study on the presentation? Uh, it's probably the fourth page. Yeah, this one. Thank you. 
Okay, so we did a photometric, uh, photometric study uh, for the site. Uh, we proposed uh, light shielding along the property lines, butting the residential properties and also the right-of-way to ensure there is no spillage of flighting over the right-of-way or the neighbors. Uh, also, we're using all LEDs, all our lights specified to be downward. It's not gonna uh, 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 spread the light horizontally. So it's gonna provide the safety required for the site, for the customers, but it's not gonna bother the neighbors. And those numbers that you can see along the west property line, we made sure that, you know, past that fence, we do not have um, more than one foot candle. In fact, less than uh, half a foot candle on that side. And the same thing at the property, the south property line. Um, let's see. Uh, the next thing I think uh, regarding the underground storage tank and the fuel system, uh, obviously we're remodeling the entire gas station. We're going to put uh, a new fuel system. The underground storage tanks will be removed um, and it will comply. The new system will comply with the code, uh, you know, uh, fire department uh, and all the government regulation. Uh, and it's going to be safer than, than what we have today. Uh, regarding the parking, um, and I heard the question, comparison, the Wendy's to the convenience store. First of all, this, we don't have a service base or anything. It's just a convenience store. Um, uh, usually the customer of a gas station spend five minutes on site, filling gas, run to the store and leaves. Comparing to Wendy's next door, probably I would say 20 minutes to half an hour. It depends. So uh, obviously they need more parking stalls than we, 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 sh we should have. We have 10 parking stalls in the front of the building in addition to 12 fueling positions. Uh, most people, they stop by the canopy and go to the store. So uh, the customers for the convenience store, they're gonna use the canopy. They're not gonna park in front of the store. Um, regarding the trash enclosure, location, we worked with the environmental services and public works to find the best location um, functionally for the site and for the collection truck um, away from the both frontages and allow the truck, collection truck to stage and collect the recycle and the garbage without interfering with the interior circulation of the gas station. See, there is a, always circulation around the gas station and through the canopy. Um, we have a, a buffer planter separating the um, neighborhood uh, to the west, along the west property line. And on the, if you see, uh, can I have the landscape plan, please? Uh, that's probably this. Yes, this one. So uh, along the west property line, we have uh, sycamore trees uh, lining up, uh, butting the property line to uh, separate between the residential uh, property and the gas station property. And we replaced three of those trees 
with the, uh, to the west of the crash enclosure with pine trees and the size of the pine trees at the planting uh, time will be 48, um, 48 gallon versus the sycamore is only 15 gallons. So we wanna make sure that the neighbor to the west, you know, are happy and satisfied when we, you know, we are done with the landscape. Those, those pine tree gonna be like 15 feet tall when we plant them. And also this uh, project gonna improve the circulation at the intersection because we're closing uh, the driveway on the north driveway close to the intersection on Fremont uh, Avenue. And with that, I'm concluding my presentation. If there's any question, I'm here to answer. And also I have the property owner address any uh, business questions. Thank you, sir. We do have some questions from the commission. We'll start, uh, Chair Pine. Thank you. Uh, so going back to the parking question, uh, do, are, do you have any kind of examples of similarly situated properties that you could kind of point us to at the regarding the parking situation? Because I think what would be very clear and I'm okay if you don't have those tonight. Like I'm okay if you just have them when it comes back for the public hearing. But like uh, the, but I think it would for me be very clear because um, what I'm looking at is that okay, you've got six, you've got the six canopy spaces, but and then you have what comes down to basically five five what comes down to five standard spaces, and then you have the accessible space, and then you have the four EV charging spaces, and I'm just really curious how that like this how that compares to similar facilities else elsewhere in the city elsewhere in the county like i just or you know neighboring counties just i the i i'd be curious if you've done that comparison and if so like is this kind of what other similar sites do or is are you actually proposing reduced parking from normal okay so uh, I do a lot of gas stations, Bay Area, Sacramento, um, South, Southern California. Um, usually a gas station that size, um, probably we're going to need seven parking stalls will be more than enough for the site. Here we have um, a takeout. So we are complying with the city requirement as far as the parking requirements. And I understand that we are short only one parking stall and we're asking a deviation. For that parking stall, we have 12 fueling positions that's gonna be used to, for the, for the convenience store because people are gonna stop at the pump and go to the convenience store. So we're, the, our trade-off is that those 12 uh, fueling position with one deviation of parking. Aren't we required to comply with the city requirement for the parking? Yes. Uh, so, uh, so what's on my mind when I see take when I see takeout is that you've put the case for basically why it's why people won't be spending that much time at the convenience store while they're refueling, and I get that. But like, so kind of the local planning horror story with takeout is the in and out that's at that's at Remington and El Camino. And 
I would classify the people and I would classify the people going in the in and out drive through as getting takeout, but at the same, but that's, it is a circulation mess because people end up queuing for it back and it, it breaks the traffic flow and it's, it's all kinds of bad. Uh, so my, I guess, so this, now obviously this isn't drive through. This wouldn't, this would hopefully not have this. I wouldn't expect it to have the same queuing problems, but I guess my concern, my concern is do we know how, how, much can we guarantee that people will be roughly going if you'll excuse the pun in and out of the of the takeout and not you know spending some amount some significant some lengthier amount of time there waiting for their order to come through that kind of thing okay so according to the calculation uh, QSR takeout required five spaces. That's based on the zoning ordinance that the city has. Correct? See, because... Uh, yeah, it requires um, two and a half. Uh, no, so four spaces per uh, thousand yeah. yeah, so, so five, I rounded yeah, up to five, five yeah. but four spaces. The four spaces is provided because all gas station customers, they're not going to go to the pump, spend five minutes fueling, and then pull out and park. Nobody does that. I don't. I've actually done that before when there's been gas queues, but... <laughs> yeah. So... Um, uh, we didn't count in this calculation. We did not count the fueling position part of our calculation. Right. So when I say we we are uh, deviated by only one parking stall, we're not counting any of the twelve fueling positions. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I just I just get a little concerned because, like, I think this is fine as long as people are getting getting their food and then leaving just but if the people but i do have that concern because i have seen what it looks like when that when people are not getting their food quickly and leaving and it's not good um uh my other question was with the uh was regarding the lighting uh give me one moment to get that page back in front of me uh, uh, yeah, uh, I did notice some, I did notice that you have some spillover onto the street and I was just wondering, and in, in some cases that actually, some of that spillover is actually brighter than the dimmest, the, what looked like the dimmest spot in the facility, which is kind of at that e at the center EV charging spot. And I was just wondering, is that, is that in like how, how much, I'm, I guess I'm kind of wondering why. Uh, can you point uh, yeah, uh, for me the, where uh, you see the, that spill? Uh, in the, shot, the, uh, the, I see some threes and fours on, on Wolf close close to the sidewalk and the property line. Okay. 
close at the driveway. Uh, we have the driveway. The driveway need to be lit for the safety of the customer. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm also seeing some two and two and a half two out out kind of beyond uh, further in towards kind of parallel to the parking area. Oh, parallel to the par our parking area. Yeah, but in but what we're talking about in the street, like there's also oh, like there's actually, yeah, so, there's also like a four point two that's near that's near the corner that's on the corner that's near yeah. the corner further yeah. further up on Wolf. Yeah. So so one foot candle, the the code required minimum one foot candle so people can see their way. Right. If it is less than foot candle, yeah, you I'm, cannot see. Yes, we no, cannot see I'm not. Way. I'm not objecting to that on the in the actual facility. Like, if I'm well, if it, and if if it was, I'd be objecting to it for the other reasons. I'm just curious why there is that spillover onto actual onto Wolf itself. I mean, we can we can work on that and lower it if they can put a condition of approval. That's not a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just again, Mike. Again, my concern is just from a dark sky perspective from a bird insect safety perspective to try to minimize that spillover while still making sure the actual facility. But yeah, I, I, and I'm totally with you that the actual facility needs to be well lit. I am actually sure. a little on edge that I'm, yeah, I, I don't want to see dark spaces in the parking lot. That will, yeah. that would be <laughs> all kinds of bad. Um, uh, Those were my big things. I'm actually, and since I've been, I I do think the act the, the architectural design you've outlined is, and it's it's pretty standard for this kind of facility. But just in terms of an architectural language, I don't think there's anything wrong with standard for this kind of facility. Just it it very much like seeing this. It says to me, this is a food this is a food mart at a gas station. And I mean, well, I'm all for innovate. Well, I'm all for you know exciting new architecture frankly that that kind of design language is quite you is is honestly what i'd be looking for for this kind of site so i i'm cool with that uh that is all i had for now so i will turn off my microphone and let my other commissioners have a chance thank you chair uh Comm commissioner davis uh thank you commissioner howard <clears throat> so as I stated before, I live very close to this. I actually live on Kingfisher Way, but um, um, I also grew up, my family owning convenience stores and so on. So um, I'm personally not concerned about the parking. Um, uh, I'm more concerned that if we had too much parking, it seems like just about every gas station in town now has food trucks in the parking lot, uh, which tells me we've over-required parking um, and probably not enough building space. Um, how many fueling slots are there right now? Right now there is four dispensers, okay. eight fueling positions. Eight fueling. Okay, so so we've got a 50% increase in, in fueling locations. Yes. Fueling, okay. And um, what's the expected lifetime of the new tanks? 30 years. 30 years, okay. Um, 30 yeah, thirty is warranty, but it could last longer. Yeah. <laughs> because it's all the system, the new system is all monitored, double yeah. wall. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, a big part of me says hopefully not longer than thirty years. Um, but um, the business person in me says 
Yeah, it better last more than 30 years. <laughs> better last beyond the warranty, right? So uh, I get that. Um, I do have questions about, there's another convenience store, maybe 100, 200 feet away. Um, and, and seeing two convenience stores, um, I, I did share the redistricting. I know like what the population density is in, in great detail. And, and so I, I it, is there enough population there uh, to support two convenience stores? Um, or is the convenience store just the form and it could end up being a different kind of store? Well, the convenience store uh, in a gas station, usually it, it driven by the number of fuel customers yeah. because it's convenient. The, mm -hmm. the people stop at the uh, the uh, dispenser to fill gas and then they run to the store, get something and leave. It's not like Safeway. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been kind of transformed a, a little bit, right? So um, I know this is not going to be like a Bucky's or anything like that, but uh, um, yeah, it just, that's a business concern. That's not really a, a land use concern. So yeah. um, the, I do want to talk about widening Wolf Road, though, um, and the, uh, I've gone running through here. I used to ride my bike on Wolf. Um, I don't anymore. Um, it feels um, terrifying to ride your bike on Wolf now. Um, so I, I have really big concerns about widening the road there. Um, I, I know this will come back up and so on. Um, yeah, uh, we have people coming in. Um, this is in Cupertino Union School District where people move there for the schools. There will be children uh, and and so on. So that's my biggest item of feedback is this needs to be pedestrian friendly, uh, pedestrian and bicycle friendly. Um, I do appreciate cleaning up the circulation a little bit. It's, it's kind of hairy right now. I think there are two entrances off of Fremont and one off of Wolf. Um, you've got this weird kind of connection between the two areas, right? Uh, so uh, cleaning up the circulation will definitely help. Um, but yeah, we, we need to do something with that intersection in terms of pedestrians uh, and and so on, um, especially if we want the children in Butcher's Corner to be able to walk or bicycle to school, which um, I think we all want. Uh, I know that's a, a long... <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of steps to to get that addressed. Um, many of it not in your hands. Um, but uh, yeah, I welcome the improvements. Um, it, it's I, I've seen the property change from kind of a garage with some gas tanks to just gas, and it's it's changed the 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 fuel vendor a couple of times. It's Chevron now, I think. Yeah, um, I have electric cars now, so I don't buy there anymore. But yeah, um, overall, the architecture looks appropriate. Um, I'm not worried about the lighting. Um, I know how I know how expensive it is to light up dead space. Um, so I'm not too concerned about um, about you putting in too much light. Um, lighting is just really expensive, right? Even with LEDs. Um, but yes, it looks like the we're not there yet, but it looks like this would be a big improvement. So thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Davis. Commissioner Shukla. Thank you. So I first of all want to congratulate you for coming up with the 
take out food because that area is very uh like on the right side there is a indian there are like four stores we constantly go there so it's good to you know make it a little bit more powerful because a lot of people walk there so my concern is that um, when you have that the corner green buffer it would be so good to have some seating there because a lot of people walk there there is a they the other stores on the right side uh, the convenience stores and they keep on changing but they have in the afternoon they keep their food out people come to buy their food i mean it's like it's that corner is very eastern indian corner there on the right side so people walk across the road and it's a little crazy as uh, my commissioner uh, said that the you are improving because you are making it active so people uh, so right now it's like car they want to turn on the left side they want to turn on the right side so they kind of swing around but if you can make that corner strong um i would appreciate it i know it's like um it's a buffer zone are you going to have a slope are you going to uh, what are you going to put in that corner because people will be walking through the, crossing the road so ideally it'll be nice to have some kind of um, not the boulders but seating like square cubes or something because you know i mean it can be used by public even though it's your property but you know it's it's always good to people sit because i've seen a lot of older people walk through to go across the store and buy so but i appreciate um, the land use change there and that's a great idea thank you thank you thank you uh commissioner Cerrone. um thanks chair just a uh, couple quick questions uh just to clarify right now there are two driveways on Fremont and you're saying you're going to close one of them and there will be one driveway. Is that right? And uh, um, you anticipate people coming into Wolf will go either left or right coming out there? Uh, let's see. Coming I, from Wolf? Well, from, you know, leaving your facility going to onto Wolf. They can take right on Wolf. Right. Right. Only right. Not only left. right. Or they can go exit on Fremont Avenue yeah, because okay, okay. there is two way, uh, you know, circulation around the canopy itself. And also we designed the fuel islands to allow bypass. Okay. Like Costco. Okay. Uh -huh. We're not going to have that much customers, but <laughs> <laughs> easy access. And uh, I mean, just a passing comment, it seems perfectly possible that people would go to the convenience store just for the store to get milk or something. I don't know. Not just people who are there for the gas, but if there's a, uh, uh, since there is another convenience store close by, maybe that would probably pick up most of that traffic. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Sroney. Before I get back to the second round of questions, um, I'll jump in real quick with mine. Uh, is, the, is the EV charging, is that going to be level two or is it going to be DC fast charging? Uh, let's see. I think one of them, I think the uh, Sunnyvale building code required at least one of them to be fast charger. Okay. I would we think showed you'd, one fast charger. I imagine ADA. you'd probably get better 
business from that one just because the, the level two is going to be so slow. There's no point in mm. hooking that up for a visit to the, to the convenience store. What I did see recently in San Francisco is uh, there are people who will pull up at a at a level two, like in front of a Walgreens, and they'll hang out there for a half hour, whatever it is they need to do, because they're probably like rideshare operators. And then that's like a captive, uh, that's another captive audience kind of like feeling up. It's a captive audience to go into the convenience store and hopefully buy something. Mm -hmm. So that would be a, that, that might be a draw for customers analogous to the people getting gas. Um, I think the parking is plentiful at this spot. There's it's a lot more parking than any gas station that I go to. I still have one gas car that I feel once a month. Uh, so I don't have any concerns at that. Um, I did, uh, it looks like there's a, the bike parking is over by the trash enclosure. Um, bike parking. My, yeah. Yes. The, the, yeah. Level one, the one that yeah. is storage. My, my, my recommendation would be that for the bike parking, it would be better. Uh, I don't, I don't know how many people are necessarily going to bike up to the convenience store. There's definitely not, they're not going to bike up for gas, but if the bike parking, the concern with bike parking is always like, if, if somebody starts tries to steal my bike, is somebody watching it? So if the bike parking was in, at least in the sight line of the staff on, on the site, maybe closer to the takeout, because I could imagine actually pulling up uh, to, to pick up takeout on the bike. So that's my suggestion would be the bicycle parking maybe closer to the to the takeout yeah. or at least in, in sight of, of, of people yeah. would, would be favorable. Uh, actually, the bike, uh, the bike rack for the customers yeah. is on Wolf by the takeout. Okay, uh, good. the frontage that uh, I see storage for bike the bike that meant for the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. cashier. Okay, that's the way uh, to do it because that's long term. Yeah, you know he come and locks oh, his he, bike so for eight he, hours. Is that enclosed? So yeah, enclosed. It's like a box, and he's going to make sure that's not going to be messed with. So <laughs> good, good. Uh, it sounds like you guys have already anticipated any feedback that I have. So thank you. Uh, we have one more question though from uh, Chair Pine. It was actually intended as a response to something Commissioner Cerrone said. Uh, when I drove through the site uh, this weekend, I came in. I came in on Fremont and I exited right on Wolf. I don't recall seeing anything prohibiting a left turn onto Wolf, other than that it would not be a left turn I would want to make, frankly. Uh, but I think. As I think it is currently possible, and I was turning right onto Wolf, so it is conceivable that I could have missed a prohibition sign because I wasn't intending to turn left. But uh, I do not. But I, and I believe that right now you, can, it is legal to do so. It is. I don't think I don't know that's your problem. That this is your problem, but it may be something we. But we might want to think about making it so that you're not supposed to, to turn left because that's probably quite dangerous. Well, uh, thank you, Chair Pine. Thank you, the applicant. Uh, we're going to open up to public comment for this item. Uh, members of the public wishing to address the Planning Commission, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer or use the raise hand button in Zoom. If you're on the telephone, you can dial star nine to indicate that you wish to speak. We'll call members of the public participating in person first. When the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone when it is their turn to address the planning commissioner. Speakers will have three minutes to speak. A timer will be displayed on the screen. Uh, recording officer, do we have any uh, pending public comment? We do not. All right. Uh, then that we can close the public comment. And I believe at this point, I can adjourn the planning, the study session.
at uh, 6.47 p.m. Thank you, everybody.
Good evening. Let's call to order the Planning Commission meeting of the Monday, February 12th, 2024 at 7 o'clock p.m. The city strongly denounces hate speech and does not tolerate disruptive behavior in our meetings. Sunnyvale prides itself on the rich diversity of our residents. We are committed to creating a culture of belonging where members of our diverse community feel included, safe, and respected. This planning commission meeting is considered a limited public forum, which means the planning commission can regulate the time, place, and manner of speech to prevent our meetings from being disrupted. This protects the right of other speakers and ensures the commission can accomplish its business in a reasonably efficient manner. Speaker comments must be limited to the agenda item being considered by the commission for consent calendar or public hearing items. Speaker comments during oral communications must be limited to matters within the planning commission's authority to address generally referred to as in the commission's subject matter jurisdiction. The presiding officer will make a determination as to whether a speaker's comment is related to an agenda item being considered by the commission or to a matter within the subject matter jurisdiction of the commission during oral communications. If a speaker does not comply, the presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order. The presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the presiding officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. Before we get started, I'd like to remind participants of some procedural items for this meeting. During the meeting, remote participants will remain mute when not speaking. If remote participants have a question or comment, please use the raise hand feature. Speakers will be called upon to speak one at a time, and a random order voice vote will be administered by the recording officer for each vote. Members of the public may participate in person, online, or by telephone to provide public comment. Please submit a speaker card to the recording officer in person or use the raise hand feature online to request to speak. That's star nine on a telephone. Location and teleconference meeting details are available on the agenda. Captions are available to viewers accessing this meeting via Zoom. Captions can be displayed or hidden using the Show Captions button. Comments and matters not on the agenda must be submitted prior to the time I call the item for oral communications. Comments on agenda items must be submitted prior to the time I close the public hearing on the agenda item. Speakers are requested to keep their comments no more than three minutes, and time limits will be strictly enforced. Items are posted on the city website and on the meeting agenda. Please join me in the salute to the flag. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Recording officer, may I please have the roll call? Commissioner Cerrone. Present. Chair Pine. Present. Commissioner Shukla. Present. Commissioner Davis. Present. Commissioner Howard. Right here. We have five commissioners present, and the absences of Vice Chair Iglesias and Commissioner Howe are excused. Thank you. That brings us to oral communications. Members of the public will now have an opportunity to address the Planning Commission on topics not listed on tonight's agenda. This section is limited to 15 minutes and may be extended or continued after the public hearing's general business section of the agenda. Individuals are limited to one appearance with a maximum of up to three minutes per speaker. As stated at the beginning of the meeting, this commission meeting is considered a limited public forum, and the commission can regulate the time, place, manner of speech. Speaker comments during oral communications must be limited to within the planning commission's authority to address, which is generally referred to as within the commission's subject matter jurisdiction. Speaker does not speak to a matter within the commission's subject matter jurisdiction. Presiding officer will rule the speaker out of order to allow the commission to conduct its business in a reasonably efficient manner to protect the rights of other speakers. Presiding officer will not rule speech out of order because the planning officer disagrees with the content of the speaker's speech. 
As a reminder to the public, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer. Raise your digital hand now. Rodale Star 9 on telephone if you wish to address the Planning Commission. I will call members of the public participating in person first, and the recording officer will ask for participants to unmute their microphone when it is their turn to address the Planning Commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak, and the time will be displayed on the screen. I have no in-person speaker cards. If no one else is interested in speaking under oral communication in person, recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on this item? Yes, Chair, we have one hand raised from Stephen Meyer. I'll go ahead and allow Stephen the floor to speak. Thank you. Hello. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, thank you for your public service. I watched the, the past session and all your comments and um, advice to the uh, property developer uh, was excellent. So tonight I would like to comment regarding the uh, lawsuit, uh, Baykeeper versus Sunnyvale. And uh, it's not really pertaining to the Planning Commission and that's the big problem. Planning Commission is important in all matters regarding land use. And uh, regarding this lawsuit, it's been going on for like four years and there's been multiple motions to try to get out of it. And the last motion that was placed in uh, June tried to declare that the waters of Stevens Creek and the Sunnyvale Channels were not part of the waters of the United States. Uh, that is a very uh, dramatic claim. And uh, I'm very thankful for the circuit judge who uh, denied Sunnyvale and Mountain View's claim. Uh, the waters of Sunnyvale and Mountain View are very, very definitely connected to uh, the South Bay. It's very discouraging that the city wants to allow massive fecal bacteria into the bay. And I'm quite disturbed that city council staff primarily uh, did not utilize your great skills and knowledge. Any matter that is that dramatic um, should really be coming before the commissions. Uh, notably, you guys, Planning Commission, you guys are all great and talented. And also Sustainability Commission, uh, which really should be included on environmental matters. So you guys should be offended. You were bypassed. Staff took a dramatic action without sufficient review from commissioners. And um, I speak to you both in your public capacity as commissioners and also in your private capacity as residents of Sunnyvale. We need to have more public discourse around major topics. And uh, staff is keeping this lawsuit hidden. It's going to result in major financial impacts uh, regarding sewer fees going up by huge amounts. And it all comes because staff has been ineffective about managing the issue. In particular, they've been very quiet about unhoused people. They've been very quiet about RVs. And potentially the problem here is from unhoused people defecating in channels. It's also potentially because of uh, RV users uh, dumping black water into the sewage. Uh, but we need far more public interaction around this topic. So please, Whatever you can do, please speak to your council member, please raise this issue, and please talk to staff to do better. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Meyer. We have no further hands raised, Chair. Thank you. 
I will go ahead and close oral communications and I'll take us and that brings us to our consent calendar. I'll now go I'll now go ahead and open public comment on consent calendar items. Members of the public wishing to address the planning commission, please submit a speaker card to the recording officer. Use the raise hand feature now or dial star nine on telephone to indicate that you wish to speak. I'll call upon members of the public participating in person first, then the recording officer will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone when it is their turn to address the planning commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak and the time will be displayed on the screen. Uh, I have no in-person speakers on the consent calendar. Uh, recording officer, do we have any remote participants wishing to speak on a consent item? Will you not, Chair? Thank you. I will close public comment and I'll now ask for a motion from my colleagues. Commissioner Howard. Er I move the consent calendar. Thank you. Commissioner Davis. Second it. Thank you. Uh, recording officer, please conduct a roll call vote on the consent calendar. Commissioner Shukla. Yes. Yes. Chair Pine. Yes. Commissioner Davis. Yes. Commissioner Cerrone. Yes. Commissioner Howard. Yes. 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 <laughs> The motion passes with uh, five yeses. I and... don't, did I, did I vote? Oh. Chair Pine? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes with five yeses and Vice Chair Glasses and Commissioner Howe absent. Thank you. And planning officer, what is the fate of the uh, project we just approved in, under item 1B? Trying to get used to this. <laughs> um, it may be appealed within 15 days to city council. Thank you. Uh, that is the conclusion of our public of the our public hearing session of tonight's agenda. So we'll go to non-agenda items and comments. Uh, this portion of the agenda is for uh, oral reports and announcements by commissioners and staff to share information. Uh, Commissioner Howard, your microphone is still on. Is that okay? Uh, Planning officer, do you have any non-agenda items or comments? Uh, I do not, Chair. Thank you. In that case, uh, this meeting of the Sunnyvale Planning Commission is adjourned at 7.10 p.m. And I want to thank everyone for your participation in tonight's meeting.